Well, what's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. It is Friday, July 19th. And let's. I, did, I decided to do one today because I had very good information. Um, so let's get to it. Um, the House passes a, the House of Representatives passed a bill that will gradually increase the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour by twenty twenty five. So, in five and a half years, the minimum wage will be fifteen dollars an hour down the line. Um, this is good. Um, you know. I mean, $15 an hour, that's, and if you work 40 hours a week, that's, uh, what are we looking at? 15, that's $600 a week. So 600 times four weeks, that's 2,400 a month. I mean, you're looking at making 28, almost $30,000 a year just from minimum wage, so... And with the rising costs of living, um, this is a really good move. That way we can get the minimum wage up and people can afford more things, hopefully, unless the price of everything goes up as well. But that's typically how inflation works. So, uh, sorry, Um, but this is a good step forward towards helping people living a better life. So that's good. Um, Bud Light is offering free beer to any alien that makes it out of Area 51. (laughs) Um, This story cracked me up. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, One, Bud Light is actually trying to play off the, um, the craziness Um, that's going to happen in a couple months, you know, if people actually do storm area 51, but that would be freaking amazing. One, we would learn of aliens and two, Bud Light's going to give them free beer. (laughs) Um, so I can't imagine a more funny scenario in, you know, in my mind. That's just incredible. Um, But um, but you know, it's it's cool things. But, you know, (laughs) 
but you know, this is one of the greatest things. Um, Bud Light is incredible for even making this offer, but anyway. Nebraska City explains that a public art display shows that Spider-Man's hands, not the devil's horns. That just tells you where we're at in society, because I could clearly tell that was Spider-Man's hands. And it's really sad seeing people say that um, it was devil's horns. Like, get your get your head out of your ass, man. Seriously. Um, if you can't see that it's um, freaking Spider-Man's hands, then I, I really can't help you. You're too religious. It literally had the spider web. And his little and his um, web shooters, or at least the web coming out of the shooters. So I don't know how the hell people see devil's horns out of this. Pisses me off a little bit. They were just trying to um, celebrate the fiftieth Comic Con, I'm sure, because there's going to be a lot of things coming out, especially today. Um, because the, the CW and the Arrowverse is going to release a video previewing this season. And the massive crossover of Crisis on Infinite Earths. One of, the f- one of if not the most famous DC storyline in the comics ever. So that's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a wild ride through Comic-Con through Monday, I'm telling you. Just just to be aware and we're going to have some we're going to look at some of it as we go on but Elon Musk you know the maker of or the guy doing a lot of things right now is making implants to link the brain with a smartphone and I don't know if this is the best way to go about things um It just doesn't 100% make sense to me why we would want to link our brain with a smartphone. Um, Why would... I guess so that we could make it faster? I don't know. It just... It doesn't make sense to me. But... um, I mean, I guess they're going to do whatever they want to do, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to argue or stand in the way of that, but it, it just does not make sense to me personally. Um, but you know, that's how she goes. So, um, but anyway, Disney is recalling Toy Story 4 Forky toy because it could be a choking hazard. And I mean, it's not even an actual fork. It's like a plush toy. So, um, but, you know, I understand the choking hazard risk, but I hope kids are learning to be better. But, you know. Who knows? Um, sadly, Forky 
I haven't still haven't seen Toy Story four. Probably won't at this point. Um, but I know Forky's a big, a big toy. I don't know how what else happens after that. I could look up. I guess I could look it up right now and just see what the story is. Um, but. Damn, dude. Well, alright. Well, that sounds like a good movie. But, um... Sorry, I was reading. Um, but... Yeah, that's a shame. That the toy is proving to be a choking hazard. But, oh, you know... That's just how things happen sometimes, and we'll have to, we'll get them recalled, and you know things will go back to hopefully being better and being normal. But we'll see. So the first qualifying round, second leg of the Europa League, finished yesterday. Um, Brondby survives on aggregate four three at Inter Turku. Aberdeen through four to two at ROPS. Dynamo Minsk is out of the Europa League, losing at Lepaha. Malmo FF cruises 11-0 on aggregate at Balamino United. Rangers cruises 10-0 versus St. Joseph's. Molde FK cruises 7-1 at Rechevik. Lehe Warsaw is through 3-0 versus Europa FC. And Shamrock Rovers survives 4-3 on aggregate versus Braun. So let's let's look at some of the teams in the Europa League second qualifying round that are of note. Um, Lincoln Red Imps is going to take on Ararat Armenia. Um, FC Astana gets FC Santa Coloma or Astana FC, whatever. Um, that's the, that's the champions path. There's nine match, nine ties in the champions path. Sarajevo gets a bye to the third qualifying round. Um, uh, let's see. RCD Espanol joins us in the second qualifying round. Um, they finished seventh in La Liga last year. Made the quarterfinals of the Copa del Rey, so we're going to see how well they do this year in competition. Um, they get uh, Icelandic Jarnan, Jar, Jarnan I, guess, I guess, I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's who they'll face. Um, Lehia Warsaw gets KUPS in the... Uh, second qualifying round. 
Um, Brondby gets Lechia Gnox from Poland. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt enters here in the second qualifying round. They finished seventh last year in the Bundesliga. Timmy Chandler, the USA player, plays for them. Um, any other? Isn't that where What's-His-Face is on loan? Oh, no, he's at Fortuna Dusseldorf. Um, but, yeah, Eintracht Frankfurt finished seventh in the Bundesliga last year, got to be able to go to the Europa League. Um... They're in the first round of the DFB Pokal, which is their first, which is their cup. And they get Flora Tallinn in the second qualifying round. I would think Heintracht Frankfurt could win that, but I'm not going to be 100% sure. So they're just going to have to see what happens moving forward, but I think Eintracht Frankfurt could do it. Um, they're not the worst club, obviously, if they've made it to the Europa League second round. Um, Malmo FF gets Domjale. Um, Molde FK gets Kukariki. Kukariki. If that's, a, I don't know, I don't think that's how you say it. Aberdeen gets Chikura Shakir. Ghent from Belgium, KAA Ghent, takes on Viturol Constanta, or Stancha. Um, Torino from Italy, Torino FC from Italy, finished 7th in Serie A last year, enters in this round, in the second qualifying round of the Europa League against the Brescian from Hungary, Lucerne from Switzerland, FC Lucerne finished 5th in the Swiss Super League last year. Um, they will enter in the second qualifying round of the Europa League against KI from uh, the Faroe Highlands. Yes, Rangers takes on Progress Niederkorn. Strasbourg of the French League in French Liga 1, Racing Club Strasbourg. They finished 11th in Liga 1 last year. Um... They won. They won the cup. They won the league cup. So that's how they got in. They finished ninth or eleventh. Oh my god! How the hell? They qualified for the second qualifying round by winning the league cup. What the shit? Well, damn. All right. So that's how Strasbourg is here in the second qualifying round of the Europa League. They get Maccabi Haifa. Um, Shamrock Rovers gets Apeon Limassol. AZ out of the Dutch League. They finished fourth in the Eredivisie last year. So they get to start in again in the second round. Um, And they get to take on BK Hacken out of Sweden, the Sweden League. 
um, Alashkert Wolves. The Wolverhampton War Wanderers, or simply known as Wolves, out of the Premier League, who finished seventh last year in the Premier League. They're in the second qualifying round. Um, they f- they start the Premier League season August 11th with Leicester City at Leicester, so that should be a fun one. Um, they take on Crusaders in the second qualifying round of the Europa League. Um, let's just look at who we got here. They got Raul Jimenez, who transferred in from Benfica. Um, uh, well, their lineup's not on here. But Nuno is the coach. Nuno is the coach of Wolves, and they're a pretty good team. They gave a lot of Premier League teams last year run for their money. So Wolves is going to be one to watch out for. Let's see if they can get past Crusaders starting next week, starting Thursday. Um, Vitoria Guimarães of the Portuguese League, Primera Liga, they finished fifth last year. So that's why they're here in um, the second qualifying round for the Europa League. Um, And that's just a few of the names that are here in the second qualifying round. Um, Third qualifying round sees the likes of FC Thune from the Swiss Super League, who finished fourth in the Swiss Super League last year. They will enter in the third round, or third qualifying round. Trabzonspor, they're their mainstay in the Europa League. Austria, we in. Um, they, that's cool. Um, Magilland, or however the hell you say that Danish team. AEK Athens, Spartak Moscow is usually in the Champions League, so I don't, they finished fifth last year, so they're stuck in the third qualifying round. Feyenoord, SC Braga, Sparta Prague. Um, but that's just some of the teams to look forward to and some of the matchups to look forward to going into next week with the second... <laughs> <laughs> That's just some of what to look forward to as we move into the second qualifying round next week. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see how she goes. Um, moving on, Tiger and Rory struggled at the Open yesterday. Both are not looking like good positions. Um, let's just see where everybody's at right now. All right, let's see what we got currently. Rory McIlroy doesn't tee off till 310, so he's still at... Actually, let's go with ESPN, because ESPN does it. (laughs) Um, oh, crap. Oh, man, Chelsea lost in their match against Kawasaki. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. Here we go. All right, let's see what we got. All right, let's go. 
There we go. Um. Rory McIlroy doesn't tee off and, t- or well, he just basically teed off, so he's still at eight over. Um, Phil Mickelson's at eight over, three on the over on the day through nine holes, sitting and tied for 139th. Tiger Woods finished uh, one over on the day, six over, and he's probably gonna miss the cut. And that sucks for Tiger. I hope he didn't hurt himself. There was talk that he might have hurt himself. So, Nate Lashley tied for 109th, tees off in 10:54. He's four over. Gary Woodland and Bryson DeChambeau are both three over. Man Molinari, Zach Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Ian Poulter are all three over as well. Shez Revy, um, Jim Furyk two over, tees off in 10 minutes. Graham McDowell two over through four holes today, or well, even, and two over. Keegan Bradley tied for 76th, finished even on the day, two over. Jason Day, two over. Brant Snedeker, two over. Bubba Watson is one under on the day through nine holes, and he's even now, tied for 47th. Uh, Ricky Fowler hasn't teed off yet. He Well, he teed off like two minutes ago. He's about to start. Patrick Cantlay is even through 17 holes. He's still at one under par. Justin Thomas finished one under on the day, so one under on the tournament. Henrik Stenson is one under through four holes today, so he's two under, tied for 24th. Sergio Garcia is one over par for uh, through seven holes and is two under par for the tournament, tied for 24th. Ernie Els finished two under on the day, two under for the tournament. Webb Simpson is even through eight holes, still at three under par for the tournament, tied for 18th. Dustin Johnson fin- went four under par for the day, so he's three under par for the tournament. Matt Kuchar is three under par through 17 holes. He's four under par for the tournament, but tied for 10th. Patrick Reed, four under on the day, four under for the tournament, tied for 10th. Tony Finau is one under, finished one under par for the day, four under par for the tournament, tied for 10th. Jordan Spieth finished four under par for the day, five under par for the tournament, tied for 8th. Brooks Kapka, two under par for the day, five under par for the tournament, tied for 8th. Justin Rose finished four under par for the day, six under par for the tournament, tied for 5th. Lee Westwood and Tommy Fleetwood both went four under par for the day. They're seven under par for the tournament, tied for third. J.B. Holmes finished three under par for the day, eight under par for the tournament, second. And Shane Lowry is five under par today. Shane Lowry, is looks he could run away with this because he's only through nine holes and he's already five under par and nine under par. He's got a stroke lead, but, you know, could easily be taken away. Um, but anyway, Rockets James Harden buys a stake in the MLS team Houston Dynamo, so 
that's a little cool thing for the Houston Dynamo and anyone else who thinks about James Harden, I guess. Um, little nice little side note for everyone there. Ron Francis is hired as NHL Seattle's first GM, and who knows when um, the NHL Seattle team is going to get their name. Um, they're stuck at NHL Seattle right now. I just want to know what they plan on naming the team. That's all I want to know. When will NHL Seattle be named? Name be announced. Ooh, the Seattle Kraken. That could be cool. Someone hints has been dropped that the name of the Seattle NHL team could be named the Kraken. That'd be kind of cool, the Seattle Kraken. I would have to see what that logo looks like, but that that sounds pretty cool to me. That's a nice start. They aren't going to begin play for another couple years, so. But, you know, I just want to see what they can do with this team and if they can establish a firm hold in the Seattle region and bring back what the Supersonics took when they left for OKC and become the Thunder. So I'm excited to see what the Seattle team can do in a couple years, but we have to get there first. Um, Nike files a countersuit against Kawhi over his logo. So that, that you remember way back when, when I first started doing this podcast, I talked about that. Nike needs to just let him have it. Let it go, man. It's not worth it. It really isn't. And I think they're just being dumb trying to get money out of him or to get him to shut up. But anyway, they just need to let it go. Let Kawhi have his logo. Um, Alex Ovechkin is going to play the role of NHL ambassador in China, which that should be interesting since he's Russian, playing in an American league, going to be the ambassador in China. So that should be interesting. Um, but at least he's he's good. At, uh, at least he's the one of the best players to be the ambassador. I mean, he scores goals like no one else can. Um, and he's doing it at a, I mean, how old is Alex Ovechkin now? No, not Galchenyuk. He's 33. He's starting to get up there. Um, but we're going to have to see what, Ovechkin does and see how he does as an ambassador in China. But I think it's a, um, yes, I'm as a Pittsburgh Penguins fan saying this is hard, but I think he's a good, the good person to do this, to send China to be the ambassador for the NHL. That was hard to say. Um, But the Red Sox are all likely activating Nathan Ivoldi this weekend and pitching from the bullpen. So they're going to get a little help in their pitching staff, hopefully. Good for them, by the way. Oh, I didn't even see what the uh, Cubs did. did Did the Cubs get any help yesterday? 
No, they did not. Both the Cardinals and the Brewers won. Son of a bitch. All right, well. Oh, we got to beat the freaking, um. Well, we got to beat the Padres today. At least we're at home, right? So far. Um, but anyway, my last story for you JMU people out there is that all of JMU's athletics teams will be a Nike starting this season. And I'm so happy for this because JMU deserves Nike. And it's a five-year partnership. Um, our programs are so good that we deserve to all be all in Nike. Football, good. We're possibly going to win the national championship. Men's basketball is coming up, up and coming. Women's basketball, really good. Lacrosse, good. Really good. Could potentially be back in the Final Four this year. Softball, really good. Has the chance to be in the Women's College World Series this year. Um, baseball is getting good. Well, what am I missing? Field hockey. They are they they suffered a rebuild, but they're getting good again. Um, volleyball, really good. Um, JMU Athletics is just a really strong athletics program, and this Nike partnership might help elevate us to want to go up to the next to the FBS level. And the American Conference has said that they're not sp specifically looking for a new team right now to add to their conference, but they will evaluate as they continue to move forward. But that's okay because now the JMU Athletics is an all Nike and this is it's about time. This has been should have happened a long time ago. We have the athletics programs, let it happen. But anyway, Thank you for listening today. Have a great day, and we might be back tomorrow. Not sure.